you, you know, for, for a leading health charity like Diabetes UK, content that is trusted, relevant and credible is it's the number one thing we have to do. If we don't have that, we don't have um, the confidence of, of our key stakeholders and people who fundraise for us and people wanting to come to us to get the information they need to, to live well with diabetes. So we have to build trust with them that what we're doing um, is right for them and they have to obviously approve it. Um, and then we have audiences like NHS stakeholders, healthcare professionals, people in primary care, researchers. So they may not all be recipients of all our membership mm. content, but they may be featured in the magazine or featured in our emails. Um, and clearly it's vital for us to make sure those people are happy to contribute, be part of that, and also be our amplifiers. So if they know what we do and they trust it, they're more likely to talk to other people and to direct them back to us. Welcome to Content Talks brought to you by River Sounds, where we talk about how to get the best out of your content marketing investment. In this episode, we're lucky enough to be joined by Emma Hetherington from Diabetes UK to talk about how they make content as engaging and authentic as possible. Welcome, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Brilliant. Thank you for coming and talking to us. You're welcome. Um, so to start with, could you give us a little bit of details about your background and your role within Diabetes UK? Yeah, so I am the head of content and news at Diabetes UK. I um, am responsible for running the teams that produce online and offline content, so print content and our PR and media work as well. And a lot of what we do is aimed at people who have diabetes. It's patient health information um, to help people manage their diabetes, learn more about it, um, and and live their lives really well. Brilliant. So you've always got your your members in mind. They're they're the heart of of the content. Absolutely. That you and I think what's interesting with Diabetes UK, we're not actually a members organisation as such. Mm -hmm. We have subscribing members, but I think that everybody. Uh, who comes to Diabetes UK um, because of their link to the condition, whether they have it themselves, whether they're friends and family of somebody who has diabetes, whether they're a healthcare professional or a researcher. Um, all of those people, um, you know, feel in a way like they're members, mm -hmm. you know, once they've touched Diabetes UK. So we have a very interesting context in which we work, which is as a charity, our remit is to provide information for everybody who paying or not. And then we have a subset of people, our members, who choose to subscribe to membership and get a Perhaps what I'd say is a slightly more value-add experience. We, we want them to be closer to the charity and to be perhaps ahead of the curve um, when it comes to knowing what, what's going on. So, so in a way, as I say, it's, it's, it's interesting. We have, if you spoke to anybody who'd been in touch with Diabetes UK, I think they might think they were members already. Absolutely. Um, so you're educating as much as you can. What was your relationship with diabetes before? Did you know uh, much about it? or Very little. It, it, actually, my husband has got type 2 diabetes. And I think he's very much like a lot of people with type 2. Is He, he, um, he has this medication. Um, he tries to live as healthily as possible, but it doesn't get in the way of his life. So in a way, I didn't really ever know very much from him. Um, 
I have worked in a health context for a lot of my life and again in membership organisations. So I worked for Weight Watchers for 15 years in innovation and content there. Um, So that is pure membership organisation. People subscribe to come and lose Mm -hmm. weight. And then at Nuffield Health as well. So, um, So I'm really interested in health and how content and communications can increase people's understanding of their own health and also encourage them to take make changes so behavior change sort of aligned with with content so fantastic so if you were to summarize diabetes uk in a sentence what would that be so diabetes uk is a health charity that is aiming to fight the condition so we have a world free of the harm of diabetes um whether that's through the research we fund to find a cure or to put it into remission, whether it's funding the campaigning that we do to encourage the government to take it more seriously, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's helping individuals themselves to manage, understand and manage their condition. Great. It must be really nice to be part of that uh, and building and working on that purpose with diabetes. It's really incredible. And, and given that diabetes is an increasing issue, certainly type 2 diabetes, mm. um, I think since 1998, I think the figures I saw that were about 1.6 million people with all types of diabetes in the UK in the late 90s. And now there are nearly 5 million people with diabetes. So things are really changing. But there's a lot we can do to help educate people and to help make a world where it's easier to manage the condition, put it into remission or live well with it. Right. And we can, and really we're critical as a sort of lead diabetes charity in the UK to help lead that mission. Absolutely. Um, so could you, you tell us a little bit about your key member segments um, and how do they differ? So in terms of conventional membership, subscription membership, um, we have a whole range of, of different segments of members. I mean, definitely people with the condition, um, I would say the majority. Now they will fall into people with type 2 people with type one and there are other types of uh, but much more sort of smaller groups of people with other types of diabetes and i would say for as many people as there are types of diabetes we will have those in our in our member segments i suspect type two people with type two will be the biggest segment because that is the biggest majority of people with diabetes we also have people who subscribe to membership who are friends and family of people with diabetes um and essentially all of those people are looking for, I would say across all the segments, looking for a closer connection uh, with the charity and with the condition to understand it and be on the forefront of mm. knowing what's happening with the research. Um, and essentially, they're helping to fund the work of the charity with their mm. regular subscriptions. So it's a really important topic, obviously. Um, so I suppose it's, it's really important to build trust with uh, your members Um, So how does Diabetes UK build that trust? In lots of ways. I think, you know, across the piece with charities, there's a lot of trust building to do Mm -hmm. because there have been various scandals over the last few years around fundraising. Um, Mm -hmm. Olive Cook, the the lady who received, you know, many requests for for, um, funding from different charities who ultimately committed suicide because of it. You know, that really... Um, caused an issue for cha- you know for charities in terms of the trust people have with them mm-hmm. in general, and then there have been other scandals around safeguarding in certain charities. So charities have a bit of a job to do at the moment in terms of trust building, um, and and encouraging people to feel confident. Mm-hmm. So you know we're very aware of that, although obviously that was nothing 
that ever involved Diabetes UK. But we are aware that in whatever we do with our members and with our wider audiences, we have to to build that trust. Mm. Um, and essentially, for me, that's about understanding our audiences, understanding what they need. You know, we have a very audience-focused mm. and audience-led approach to our, our content. You know, being more personalised um, with what people get so it's more relevant um, to them um, and, and really understanding their needs so that what they're getting from us is that value add that they're looking for. So away from those members in the audience, are there wider stakeholders that you're also working to, to build trust with? Yes. Um, it, more widely, you know, we work in certainly in our in our own organization, we work across the organization. We have to build trust with our own internal teams because mm -hmm. we're often representing the work they're doing to our members. Um, we have a clinical team as well who are really, really um, clear that everything has to be totally clinically approved. Mm -hmm. So we have to build trust with them that what we're doing um, is right for them and they have to obviously approve it. Um, and then we have audiences like NHS stakeholders, healthcare professionals, people in primary care, researchers. So they may not all be recipients of all our membership mm. content, but they may be featured in the magazine or featured in our emails. Um, and clearly it's vital for us to make sure those people are happy to contribute, be part of that, and also be our amplifiers. So if they know what we do and they trust it, they're more likely to talk to other people and to direct them back to us. That's a lot of people to, to consider, isn't it? Um, so what lines of communication do you have to, to build that trust? With the wider audiences, I would say we build trust through um, working with our internal teams who may have links to those different audiences. Mm. Um, we, if we're if we're involving some of those stakeholders in the content we're creating, obviously we're talking to them directly. Mm. We're involving them in, you know, the content we're producing to make sure they're comfortable and they're happy with it. Um, uh, but I think at the heart of it, really, it's about making sure that our members themselves, the, the recipients of our our magazine and our emails and everything if they feel the trust um, mm. to me that is the most important thing of all I guess absolutely uh, so with your your audience general audience um, what kind of content do you do you serve them so our members um, when people join diabetes UK as a member when they mm. subscribe to membership um, what they get is a, a welcome pack that will contain some of our patient information mm. um, a type 2 guide a type 1 guide the things that will give them the basic information about their condition and what they can do to avoid mm. the risk of complications um, then they become subscribed to our quarterly magazine balance which river work with us to produce each yeah, each quarter um, and they'll also get monthly emails, which again, where we try to keep them ahead of the curve where we can so that we, we send out lots of emails to people mm. in different, uh, for different reasons. But with members, we try to make sure that they hear about things just that little bit earlier than everybody else. And all of that content together is trying to bring the story of diabetes, the inspiration of our of members who've who've managed to um, either put it into remission or they found ways to live really well, we bring all that together in a really editorial way. So, mm. our patient information is very written in very patient information sort of basic way. They, we, we give them a much more editorial approach to our information. We we um, we have we look at debates that are going on in the world of diabetes in ways that you wouldn't get through our free. 
mm-hmm. content channels. So members are getting something extra. Brilliant. So it's, I suppose it's extremely important that that content feels uh, authentic and relevant. Um, so how do you source the content that you create? Well, we source the content through lots of different ways. But again, we we will um, we look every quarter at what the big priorities are in our charity mm. because they're all built around what people with diabetes have told us they they want and they need. So everything again, very audience focused from the from the bottom up and the top down. And we try to theme our magazine, our quarterly magazine, around those big priorities. So the way we will source um, the people who contribute will be um, again by talking to our internal teams. So for instance, we um uh, this year, we focused on the remission of type 2 diabetes. There's a lots of research that we're funding to show that you can put type 2 into remission. So we work with the research team uh, on what they were doing and the people they were working with. So we've got the direct study that's going on up in Newcastle with um, two very eminent researchers up there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get access to them. We found um, somebody who hadn't been in the research but had put her own diabetes into remission, Shivali, who we put on the front cover. So we've got access to lots of experts mm-hmm. within the organisation and and outside. And then we've got forums on our website. We've got lots of ways that people with the condition who want to contact us can do. So we're always on the lookout for mm. you know, those inspiring stories or those just real life stories that can help others see what's possible. Um, and, and, and that's what we like to give our members as well. Brilliant. So you're always working with the diabetes community and yes. that's really fantastic. I yes. suppose that, that is, is in itself authentic and, and therefore the content that you're producing is so authentic and engaging for, for Absolutely. Your and in a way, the, the membership content, because it's more editorial and less straightforward patient information, it allows us to tell lots of the stories of diabetes through mm. real people. So we have a cover story and a big um, section uh, on that person's story. We also do what we call a lineup where we'll have four or five people uh, who've got a slightly different take on 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 a diabetes topic so we tell a lot of the stories of the condition mm-hmm. through real people who actually know what it's all about and the other thing that's interesting is at diabetes uk a lot of people there have diabetes themselves so you know if you ever want to check you know whether what we're doing is is right or not. I mean, we've got plenty of people we can talk to outside of the organisation, but there's a lot of people inside who have it themselves. And a lot of the people who work there are very, very passionate about the Mm. cause as well. So um, it's a fantastic environment in which to work, actually, because it is all about people with mm-hmm. the condition and what it is we can do to make a difference. And that's the best kind of quality check, isn't it, really, working in that environment. Um, so is the content that you create uh, done in-house or is it through an agency? Well, it's a combination because obviously we work with River mm-hmm. um, on the fantastic uh, quarterly magazine. So we have a really, really nice mix in that um, when I first began at Diabetes UK, I knew uh, of River and I'd worked with them before and I could see the difference they could bring to the look and feel of our magazine which has absolutely happened um and again we have this really nice sort of um collaborative relationship mm-hmm. where river have an editor who works on balance but works very closely with our in-house membership sort of representative uh, content producer um so in-house, we'll produce the monthly emails, but a lot of the content that that will link to will have come from the work we've done in balance. Um, and 
within balance, you know, we're, we're videoing the cover story when they're on their photo shoot. So there's lots of really rich things that the agency that River bring to, to um, the magazine experience. And it just, just sort of, it, it just works and melds really yeah. well with our in-house team. And again, um, everybody's working to the same mission really so Absolutely. it's it's a it's a it's a really it's a really productive and actually a great looking product but a really productive relationship fantastic so we discussed earlier there there are member segments uh, for diabetes uk uh, with differing needs um so do you have to work quite hard to personalize the content accordingly the plan is that the monthly emails will be very much tailored to the per- what the person's told us they're interested in so if they're interested in type 1 and they're interested in t- tech mm-hmm. for type one and they're interested in food the idea will be in the future that they will receive emails that will cover those topics Brilliant. at the moment everybody receives um an email that is we design it around type one and type two mm-hmm. because we always get the criticism leveled at us that we're too much for the other side of type of diabetes right. now i mean we work painstakingly to make sure that we don't give more prominence to one over the other that's fascinating. So um, how is your audience responding to that at the moment? Really well. I mean, um, the orig- when we first started working with River to try and certainly bring the magazine, give it mm. a bit of a sort of shake up and a new look. Um, it was at the time that we were moving from, um, a, a, we were moving away from one payment model for membership to a new payment model. So there was a lot of interest in maintaining the loyalty mm. of, of the current members and not having loads of them leave um, and, and decide to unsubscribe. And that has definitely worked. We had, didn't have, we didn't see lots of people leaving. We're now working to with the membership team in terms of really trying to drive up membership, really promote the benefits of, mm. of membership. Um, but Balance the magazine is doing really well. We were up for an award. Well, Louise from River was up for an, an editor's award recently. Congratulations. Yeah. So, um, and, and the organization itself feel very proud of the product mm. that we've produced. Um, and it's learning. The, the mm. monthly emails are quite new for us, a new part of the membership package. Um, and we're looking, we're always looking for ways to, for me, it's about trying to join up. Membership is about making it easier in a way to access the information that different people and different audiences need and to be closer to the organization in terms of knowing what we're doing, looking at the research that we're funding. And so that's, again, it's how do we really bring that experience to life mm-hmm. for people where we are giving them a great package of value-add content and experiences that go with it to help help with their diabetes. Fantastic. I'm just going to ask you, um, how do you want your members to feel when they read Diabetes UK? You've kind of answered it a yeah, bit there. Is- they need to feel emotionally connected. More, mm-hmm. I mean, we want everybody to feel emotionally connected. And that's why I think being able to tell the stories of people with diabetes or tell the story of diabetes through people with the condition mm-hmm. really helps to bring that emotional connection to life we want them to feel like they really know what's going on Mm -hmm. perhaps more than other people will because we're we're giving them that package of information um and also give them confidence that as a charity we're there really working hard you know diabetes never has a day off and neither do we you know we want to make sure that people understand that we're working hard for them every day and in fact members because they're subscribing they're actually helping to fund the charity, mm-hmm. which of course is equally important. You know, we can't do anything without 
funding from from individuals. So you know they're really special. They're a really special audience for us. That's great to hear. And it sounds like you're creating content that's really um, engaging with them. That in in a way that creates this sense of empathy that, that is obviously Absolutely. really rewarding for, and, for them. Yes, and debate. Because the mm. other thing is, you know, patient health information isn't there to drive debate. Patient health information, which is what we give to everybody on the website and mm. in our printed guides, is all about explaining to people about the condition and how to manage it. But what we can do in the membership context is start to pick up on the debates that are going on in the world around diabetes and bring those to life. So, again, there's an editorial element and, mm. a, and a, a live conversation about the condition that we can we can surface in membership that you can't really in a in a in a sort of straightforward health context. Are there specific actions that you want them to take? Well, I want them to carry on being members because, again, that really helps the charity. Um, you know, it's it's an important part of of, of the funding for the charity. Um, in behaviour change terms, I hope that everything they get from us as a member helps them to better understand how they can live well with diabetes um, and what actions they need to take, where they need to go to get other information. And also that we inspire them to do that. So again, those stories of people with diabetes who are doing lots of different things to help themselves, I hope that really inspires them to make changes. Um, Again, I hope they feel closer to the charity. There may be other things they want to do, like join an event. You know, we do Million Steps Challenge every year where um, people subscribe for three months to walk a million steps. And that that's not a membership um, event. That's for anybody. But again, we want to encourage our members to be aware of these things and to take part where it's both helpful to them and perhaps it's helping them support a charity that's really important mm-hmm. to them. Um, so I know the other thing is to amplify the work we do. So if they can be our amplifiers and, and, and speak about the charity with some knowledge because of the information that we give them, um, that's fantastic too. So, you know, we want to take care of them, but we hope that, you know, the fact that they're members already, um, is that they want to help Jab Diabetes UK mm-hmm. to do that for more people. Excellent. Um, so do you measure that through um, research or is there another metric that you use? In terms of what members do, well, we we have started doing an annual survey for Out of Balance magazine just to make sure that the magazine itself is performing and that they really like it. Mm. Um, and so that gives us lots of information about their likes and dislikes. Clearly, we're, we're working with the membership team to look at how many people are remaining as members, how many new members we're acquiring. So that's obviously a key metric. I mean, if, if everything was was not doing well, you know, we'd have to question what we're doing. But, luck, you know, ha- happily, that isn't the case. Um, we look at our emails as well every month to make sure that what what is the content that people are really mm-hmm. responding to. And I can unequivocally say that food is the number one thing that people are really interested in. That and research, I think, are the most important things. But wherever we put food in the email, it can be the, the last block of the email. Mm-hmm. And the other the other thing that people, a lot of people respond to is the comedian Arthur Smith. He does an online blog for us every month, which we link to from the email. And, um, you know, people really love that. So, so we're looking at lots of metrics all the time just to understand what's working, what isn't, where people are naturally you know, uh, gravitating to in terms of the content they're liking. Brilliant. So you're happy with the results you've seen uh, from your investment into content? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what, what we've done is really work hard to get to get our house in order in a way. So, you know, that we have ambitions as a charity to 
encourage more people to be members. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great thing to do. I mean, you know, I'm not just saying that. It really is a fantastic way to be able to package information and diabetes conversations in a, in a different and more value-add way. And as I say, because people are getting that value-add while they're also providing income to the charity, um, you know, our ambition is to really increase membership. But I feel in terms of content, we're in a really good place. And I think maybe two and a half years ago, we weren't. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're ready to go with that, you know, push to, to promote membership to a wider audience. Brilliant. So as a, fi- a kind of final statement, um, what do you think is the, um, the main benefit to your organisation uh, of ensuring that your content is both authentic and relevant? You, you know, for, for a leading health charity like Diabetes UK, content that is trusted, relevant and credible is it's the number one thing we have to do. If we don't have that, we don't have um, the confidence of, of our key stakeholders and people who fundraise for us and people wanting to come to us to get the information they need to, to live well with diabetes. So absolutely. absolutely the number one thing we need to, to make sure we're doing. Fantastic. That's great advice. Um, Why wouldn't you want to create relevant and authentic content? It's the best, most engaging kind. Um, So Emma, thank you so much for uh, coming and speaking with us today. Um, You've given us some fantastic things to to think about. So thank you ever so much. And we hope to uh, speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. something changed right in front of their eyes. Enough is enough. Like, I'm not getting worse from this point. How are the guys at Barcelona training? How are the guys at Man United training instead of just staying in the bubble? A growing number of big brands are communicating with their customers through podcasts, helping engage on a whole new level. Podcast listeners create strong trust with brands through podcasts. 76% of UK listeners have acted on a podcast ad. Listenership is growing across all age groups, notably in young adults aged 15 to 24. With around one in five now listening to podcasts every week. Growing statistics like this prove that podcasts are a medium not to be ignored. So, what's stopping you bringing your brand to the conversation? Yeah. River Sounds is a division of the River Group. We work with companies globally to create and distribute original podcasts to augment their branding and marketing efforts. We leverage existing content, such as blogs and social media, to design, plan, create, and distribute high quality podcasts. We focus on creating podcasts that increase brand awareness, aid in customer education, and help support customer retention. It's time for your brand to make some noise. River Sounds, bring your brand to the conversation. conversation.